Good morning. And Mallory's our featured artist next month for our concert series. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living. Here we go. Is that Bruce? Oh my gosh, Bruce. Awesome, great to see you. Welcome. So we're going to do a, a bit of a ritual here that we do every week. I'm uh, Reverend Dr. Patrick Cameron. I'm the uh, spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living here, Southeast, and uh, um, I'm in my 16th year here. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. All righty. So I'm going to invite you to drop into silence for 30 seconds. I will keep an eye on the clock. You don't need to worry about that. And I'll offer a a chant in this very room. If you'd like to sing along, the words will be up on the screen behind me. If not, just let yourself, uh, let this chant become um, the on-ramp to our affirmative prayer, which I will uh, share with you in a moment. And here we go. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear. For spirit, one spirit is in this very room, in this very room, in this very room. So I invite you to know this with me, and if if my words have meaning for, for you, Welcome them, and if not, just let them wash over you. I recognize the one power, the one infinite divine activity, the truth of life. And that truth is that God is everywhere present. Within, around, through, and as. God is in the universe. God is the universe. And so, in this eternal activity that sustains us and supports us, I invite you to drop into the the inner temple of your being and connect with that divine essence in the slowing down of one's thinking, of one's breathing, of one's being, of welcoming and affirming one life, God's life, perfect life, 
my life. One life, God's life, perfect life, my life. Say that with me. One life, perfect life, God's life, my life. I affirm and know and I move into that unified field, that coherent field that our current science is able to even measure. And so it is a truth of our being. It is an energetic, it is a principle, and it is beyond description. And so let us know that our intellect is beautiful and wonderful, but it cannot take us all the way there. It is a threshold, it is, and it is alive in the subatomic qualities of our beingness, of our physical body. And so in knowing that and celebrating that, I love the, the words this day, the silence between the words, the music this day, and the, the contemplation and listening to that deeper self this day to guide, lead, restore, shift, change, heal, whatever may, there may be. The next right step for myself. I give thanks, I release these words, and I invite you to say with me, and so it is. All righty. So... Here we are. We've got a great potluck, all kinds of great smells down the hall this morning as I walked down the hall between services. So I hope you can join. You can join us for that. And uh, I am going to uh, invite someone to come up. We've, I, I, I extended the invitation. We've been doing our cue cards, and our cue cards are the, the, the quantum process is what cue means. And it's about deciding who you have... Uh, come here to be, and there's also qualities to identify if, that, that may be alive for you of who you that request, please have compassion for me, because this is who I have, have not come here to be. And so lo and behold, this, this little angel walked in the, the auditorium today, and I thought, she's just so alive with life, and I got to bring her up and ask her questions today. So I was thinking about this, uh, uh, and then all of a sudden she walked up to me and says, can I come up and share my cue card? And I thought, wow, there is only one mind, and that mind is God, and that mind is communicating. So I'm going to invite Catherine to come on up. And so let's give Catherine a big hand. There's... Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. I'll, we'll stand up here in the light. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, isn't it interesting that somebody brand spanking new and wants to come up and share their cue cards? So you can do that, too. Now, Mark, you did send me your sharing, and that was not a cue card, but thank you very much. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll work it there. It's not your cue card, it's just your sharing, but we'll, we'll dial it in. All right, buddy. Here we go. So I'm going to invite you to, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before you go. What, how did you end up in our community? Uh, well, I heard about the center over a year ago. I'm also a Landmark graduate, so I think I've seen some familiar faces here. And um, I normally do spin class on Sunday morning, so it's like, oh, I can't, I can't come, I go to spin class. And then I went to the New Earth Expo the other week where I met Lisa, Michael, and Patricia for the crystal light therapy. And I recently had a spiritual awakening in January. And, um, and I, just, I just put myself out there and I, I was allowing situations and people and circumstances to come to me. And um, I received a message that my, my new path is to become an intuitive healer. And uh, things just started shifting for me. So I signed up for a session of the Crystal Light Therapy a few weeks ago. And I had an amazing experience. And I was sharing with Lisa and Michael afterwards. And Lisa had said, well, maybe you'd be interested in being a facilitator. So I 
it felt right for me. Um, and then last week, I had a bit too much fun on St. Patrick's Day, so I didn't go to spin class, but I was like, well, I can come to, to the service. And it was such a beautiful experience. I met some lovely people afterwards, and then I decided I'm going to give up Sunday spin class and uh, come here regular. And I believe I'll be able to offer crystal light therapy on Sundays now. That's not confirmed 100%, but that's the intention um, for afterwards. And I just, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm opening myself up to this new life. It feels so right for me, for my soul. I, I want to be there to make a difference for other people and that's just the most fulfilling thing for me so mm. yeah thank you thank, thank you, you. <laughs> that that flowed really well for me you, you should have called me on wednesday i wouldn't have prepared a talk or anything you could just <laughs> that's perfect thank, thank you. you would you share your card yeah so what should i share the shadow side well, first yeah, yeah. okay so this is who i am not a sense of I am not good enough. I'm not important. There's something wrong with me. I don't measure up. I'm invisible. And I'm not capable. And this is who I have come here to be. Connected, open, vulnerable, exuberant, nurturing, aware, and unconditional. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so and much. And so it is. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Beautiful. So we talked about, um, the earlier service, we talked about the power of the word. And, um, you know, so much of that. In the Bible it says, for by thy word thou shalt be justified, and by thy word thou shalt be condemned. And I think the cue card articulates that beautifully. When we're showing up as who we're not, we're really, um, it's our self-limitations that we're living from. And so why not choose the most inspiring um, qualities possible. And I want to thank, uh, you know, I'm going to, I wasn't planning this, but Lisa's sitting up front with Catherine. This is, Lisa, would you stand up? Lisa, Lisa Perret is, is heading up our volunteers for our crystal bed. And she, they went out and did this amazing experience. Let's give her, stand up, let's give you a hand. Let's. She has put together this amazing team of volunteers. And when they went to the, the, the show, um, and I should know the name of it, but it was the show for it. New Earth. New Earth, thank you. And, uh, and connected with a number of people and, and offered uh, short crystal bed sessions. And Catherine, as a result, was uh, a doorway opened for her. So we just don't know. And, and it's such a wonderful way for us to go out beyond the walls and let people know what we're about here. And it really is a community. It's a community that is, uh, that is alive with transformation and transformation is truly moving closer to our true identity so I would call that a sense of, of healing it's simply revealing in fact Dr. Holmes said there's nothing to heal there's only something to reveal so whatever the words are we know what the intent is behind it so thank you so much alright so last week as I ran out of time I told you we do the the, um, the exercises from uh, emergence if you weren't here last week then you don't know what I'm talking about but anyway this beautiful book by uh, Derek Rydell called The Seven Steps for Radical Life Change. And at the end of chapter one are some, some practices. And I want to just touch on those today with you. We don't have a, a ton of time, but are you willing to do some spiritual practice today? Yeah. Awesome. Wow, who is that? That's cool. Somebody's yelling over there. Sweet. Awesome. And so in these um, 
Um, in the law of emergence, let me pull up my, uh, my notes here. I always throw myself a curve when I print on both sides. I'm not used to that in, in their efforts to conserve paper. Here we go. So if you see me flipping pages, that's why. So number, there's four exercises in the book, and I want to. So the first one is really a visioning exercise. If you've ever done visioning, it's the it's the technique that Doctor um, Reverend Doctor Michael Beckwith uh, really introduced to the world a number of years ago, and I'm going to share that with you today. There's, so there's activating your imagination rather than your imagination, because this idea of our life vision and our purpose is already within us. It's not something that we manufacture. It's not something that we obtain. It's something that we reveal. That there's a, there's, a, there's a divine purpose that each one of us has to fulfill. And that's why we've come. And to be part of that and to be in service to that, to even know about that, is such a gift and an honor. So activating your emergence, desires and goals. There's a really a very simple process there around desires and goals that I think is significant. It also ties in beautifully with the work we've done with the Q process. It's another form of identifying values and principles. Um, the, the all-in dream and, and creating your vision statement. And I'm simply going to share with you um, Derek Rydell's vision statement because it's quite inspiring. It's in the book. We have more copies of this in the, in the bookstore, as a matter of fact, if you're interested. So before we do that, though, we're going to do a little bit of spiritual practice to on-ramp ourselves. And there's a prayer that you all received on your way in the door today. Here's mine. Good. So what I'm going to invite you to do, this is from Dr. Ernest Holmes, How to Use the Science of Mind. I'm going to invite you to stand up. And I'm going to invite you to, it's going to be up on the screen as well, but if you have it, you have it before you, so you can look up and read it, you can look down and read it. So we're going to, I'm going to invite you to read this together. We're going to read this together energetically. We're going to shift the consciousness in the room right now, uh, the consciousness upon these words. And I want you to have a copy so you can take it home and put it on your refrigerator or put it on your bathroom mirror or put it wherever you're going to see it every day. And take some time because there's a consciousness upon this. Words are important. What we say, we become. So let's read this together. Realizing that the infinite spirit within me, which is God, the living spirit almighty, knows me as part of itself. I consciously turn from every thought that can deny my union with all the presence, all the power, and all the good there is. I know that my word operating through the great law of life is the law of my personal experience. I affirm my union with life, with love, with truth, with beauty, and with power. I know everything I do, say, and think is stimulated by divine intelligence, infinite love, and perfect wisdom. Nothing but good can go from me, and only that which is good can return to me. Calmly, joyfully, peacefully, I place myself in the hands of divine guidance, knowing I shall be stimulated to think intelligently, to choose wisely, and to act with precision. I rest in complete assurance that all is well with my soul, that all is well with the soul of everyone I contact, because God, the living Spirit, is over all, in all, and through all. And so it is. So now I'm going to invite you to turn. Before you sit down, turn to a person sitting next to you real close. You two can partner up today. Awesome. And look at them and say, good morning. My name is... Fill in the blank. All right. Partner A, partner B. Who's partner A? Partner A, you're going to say this. You will repeat after me if you are so willing. I know that you are divine intelligence. 
infinite love and perfect wisdom. Nothing but good can go from you. And only that which is good can return to you. Yeah. And you are awesome. All right. Partner B. You get to say, I know you are divine intelligence, infinite love, and perfect wisdom. Nothing but good can go from you. And only that which is good can return to you. Wow. You are amazing. And so it is. There we go. Oh, sweet. Thank you, Barbara. Connecting with Joseph up here. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So once again, keep that close. I wanted, so I made those copies up this morning and said, I've got to make sure everybody gets one of those. It's a gem. So he talks about activating your imaginations, Derek Rydell. And, and so what we are, I'm going to invite you to do is close your eyes and take a slow, deep breath. And as you exhale, allow yourself to release all the tension in your body, all the issues of the day, all the concerns for your future. Let go and sink into the moment. Become aware of your breath as it flows in and out, either by gently focusing your attention on your nostrils or on your rising and falling abdomen. Don't control it. Allow the breath to do what it wants. Sometimes breathing deeply, other times more shallowly, just remain aware and relaxed. And as you settle in, Set your intention for this exercise. It doesn't matter what goal you have, whether it be to manifest a job, find a new mate, heal your body, make more money. The purest intention for the purpose of this work is to make conscious contact with your spirit, to awaken to the truth of your being. This is the most effective because it seeks nothing but self-actualization and therefore carries no resistance. Whereas an intention to get something seemingly separate from us pulls us back into the fundamental duality this work aims to heal, to heal the separation. We are not separate from source. The truth of our being is one. All of us connected. Feel the vibration of your intention. Take a deep breath and allow that feeling to expand, filling your whole body, and another one, and allowing this energy to fill the, the space you're in until you're completely enveloped in its warm glow. Release all your ideas of what should or shouldn't be. There is no right or wrong way to do this. Just trust your intuition. And now ask yourself, what is the vision of my life? 
What is the vision of my life? What is the divine or highest idea of my life? What does it look like? Feel like? What is its essence? For my life, you can substitute. Instead of what is the vision of my life, you can say, what is the vision of my family, my relationship, my work? Or what is God's idea of my life? What is trying to emerge through me as me? I just wait and watch and listen. Become aware of whatever images, sounds, or sensations arise. Sometimes what comes up will be literal. You'll see images that explicitly portray your vision in the world, or it may be symbolic. Some see images in technicolor. Others will be more physical, sensual. You may get a feeling or a vibration. But just pay attention. Don't judge. There's no better or worse, right or wrong. Whatever comes up is part of the process. And if you find yourself drifting, planning your grocery list, worrying about bills, gently bring your attention back to the breath. But don't be dismissive of anything. So I'm going to invite you to just gently come back to this moment. And just gently open your eyes. So this visioning process, really what this is, nice thing about it is if you're interested in pursuing this more, we have this recorded. I'm not trying to sell CDs today, but the, they are, they, we will have it available if you'd like to play in that with that uh, vision. Because that visioning is really important. It's tapping into that, that subatomic level of our being. And so one of the things, I was going to read this poem at the beginning, at the first service, and I, I ran out of time. Can you imagine that? But Rumi was a, a, a Sufi mystic. He lived in the 1300s. He lived in Turkey. A remarkable, remarkable mystic. He used to go into this, this deeper state of awareness and he would, he would spin around a pole, a column. He would walk around the column and his students would scribe as fast as they could because poetry would pour out of him. So 1300s, Rumi, uh, he's the most popular um, author on the planet right now. They're still transcribing his poetry because it was written in the, the 
period and the time of the day, and there's still, um, I think there's about 15,000 poems yet to be tra uh, uh, transcribed into English or, or uh, translated. And he wrote this beautiful poem that I think is so appropriate to what that represents what we stand for. This is a book called The Illuminated Rumi. It's a beautiful illustrations in it. And I'm going to read each phrase to you twice. This is because we've moved into this. See, when we move into this quantum field, when we open ourselves to love, to peace, see, at the, the end of the day, it's all going to work out. It's all working out for each one of us. And the beautiful thing is, is that when we start to align ourselves to the truth of our being more and more, and less with the, the world out there, more beauty can show up, more enough can show up in our lives. And we start to swim with the stream rather than against it. So Rumi wrote this as he spun around the pole one day. A man was breaking up the soil when another man came by. Why are you ruining this land? A man was breaking up the soil when another man came by. Why are you ruining this land? Don't be a fool. Nothing can grow until the ground is turned over and crumbled. Don't be a fool. Nothing can grow until the ground is turned over and crumbled. There can be no roses and no orchard without first this that looks devastating. There can be no roses and no orchard without first this that looks devastating. You must lance an ulcer to heal it. You must tear down parts of an old building to restore it. And so it is with a sensual life that has no spirit in it. Isn't that beautiful? You must lance an ulcer to heal it. You must tear down parts of an old building to restore it. And so it is with a sensual life that has no spirit in it. To change, a person must face the dragon of his appetites with another dragon, the life energy of the soul. What a wise, beautiful man. His poetry just moves through him. To change a person must face the dragon of his appetites with another dragon, the life energy of the soul. See, the soul, when we do our visioning, we enter into the realm of the soul if we allow ourselves. The spaciousness, that experience is spaciousness. It's not doing, it's being. Our intellect is important. We have to have it because it can line us up, but it can't open that door. We can't cross the threshold with our intellect. To greet our soul, we must be in the language of the soul. When that's not strong, the world seems to be full of people who have your own fears and wantings. So once again, when we're not in the language of the soul, when that's not strong, the world seems to be full of people who have your own fears and wantings. As one thinks the room is spinning when he's whirling around. As one thinks the room is spinning as he's whirling around. And Rumi was whirling around when he, when he spoke these words. When your love contracts in anger, the atmosphere itself feels threatening. When your love contracts in anger, the atmosphere itself feels threatening. But when you're expansive, no matter what the weather, you're in an open, windy field with friends. Hallelujah. But when you're expansive, no matter what the weather, you're in an open, windy field with friends. Many people travel to Syria and Iraq and meet only hypocrites. Many people travel to Syria and Iraq and meet only hypocrites. Others go all the way to India and see just merchants buying and selling. Others go all the way to India and see just merchants buying and selling. 
Others go to Turkestan and China and find those countries filled with sneak thieves and cheats. Others go to Turkestan and China and find those countries filled with sneak thieves and cheats. We always see the qualities that are living in us. Whew. Oh, 1300. Rumi was talking about projection. It's still alive. And it's not a bad thing, it just is. It's not about defeating it, it's about utilizing it and catching ourselves when we do it. Others go all the way to India and see merchants buying and selling. Others go to Turkestan and China and find those countries filled with sneak thieves and cheats. We always see the qualities that are living in us. A cow may walk by from one side of the amazing city of Baghdad to the other side and notice only a watermelon rind and a tuft of hay that fell off a wagon. A cow may walk from one side of the amazing city of Baghdad to the other and notice only a watermelon rind and a tuft of hay that fell off a wagon. Don't keep repeating, repeatedly doing what your animal soul wants to do. Don't keep repeating what your, your animal soul wants to do. That's like deciding to be a strip of meat nailed and dried on a board in the sun. That's like deciding to be a strip of meat nailed and dried on a board in the sun. Your spirit needs to follow the changes happening in the spacious place it knows about. Your spirit needs to follow the changes happening in the spacious place it knows about. There, the scene is always new. A clairvoyant river of picturing, more beautiful than any on earth. There, the scene is always new. A clairvoyant river of picturing, more beautiful than any on earth. This is where the Sufis wash, purifying your eyes and seeing the pure world. Your life will fill with radiant forms. This is where the Sufis wash, purifying your eyes and seeing the pure world. Your life will fill with radiant forms. It's a question of cleaning than developing spiritual senses. See beyond phenomena. It's a question of cleaning and developing spiritual senses. See beyond phenomena. Everything old is new again. But isn't it beautiful to have that poetry? This mystical man just showed up and, and, and people have gone and found this. It is a spaciousness. All is well. All is well. Whatever's going on in the world, it's all going to work out. It always does. We have our spirit groups we're launching, and we've just filled these. these so this box with these bags up here is, is just a small gesture. So each spirit group does a, an outreach, and we decided to do it, uh, do it as, as conveniently as possible because we're all new to this. And, and, but the, 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 the magic of inviting others to participate in spirit groups, but part of it is outreach. So there's an outreach project that goes on with each spirit group. And we've decided in support of Carrie uh, McCaskill, who is very, very passionate about taking care of homeless teens and a single mom, and she's got daughters that are moving into their teens. Uh, we made up these small bags with an affirmative prayer and a, a, a granola bar and some cookies in there. I see this one. Um, some socks and gloves. And... Um, just a way for them, and also a, a certificate in there for McDonald's for a meal, a $7 gift certificate. So we did 45 bags. 
The remarkable thing is as we were doing these bags right in this room, a woman came in asking for help. And it's rare when people come in the door. I mean, they occasionally do, but it's, it, was, it was quite, I thought the timing was so exquisite because our energy, I, I believe our energy had called them in the door. And so I, I said, well, I can offer you some bags with some meal certificates. And she needed some money for a gasoline. The story was she was trying to get home. I pulled 20 bucks out and gave her that. And uh, I gave her three bags and said, uh, here you go. We were getting these ready for you. So, um, so it's a small gesture, but it's a start. And as Mother Teresa said, none of us can, very few of us can do great things, but all of us can do something with great love. And so it was an opportunity to do that. And I just want to celebrate that. Spirit groups, I think, is a way for us to mobilize and to be more collaborative in how we want to support and be in the world. So the next... The next exercise, and I'm not going to lead you through it, I'm going to describe it very quickly to you, is this idea of desires and goals. And it's really about having two columns. So it's an intellectual process. You have two, you have two columns. And on the left side, you write down your desires and goals. And on the right side, you write down what you, why you want it. And so, as he says, um, he, it could be, I want to be a successful author, which would be a desire and goal. And then in the other why, you write, so people will love and respect me. Well, he says, you still haven't got down to the real why at your core. This entry also belongs in the desire and goal column. Take the whys that depend on getting something from someone else, even if it's non-material, and put those in the, the desire goal column. And then write why you want those. So working with this idea, I want to be loved by others, loved and respected by others. I want people to love and respect me. You might put in the why column so that, I feel, so that I feel loved and respected. So that I'll love and respect myself. And so the goals and desires, when we, we, we drill down on them, and all of a sudden we realize, because the, the bottom line is we're never going to have those type of desires fulfilled out there. So it's really about developing the capacity to love and respect ourselves. Because if I'm waiting for David to come up and provide me with enough love and respect, it'll never be enough. Now, he's a beautiful man, but he'll tell me stuff, and I'll sit there and silently in my head be disagreeing with him, even as he's telling me. So it really has to, it really has to, to come forth within us. And then he moves to all in a dream. So that your mind is, is less of a creator and more of a channel for your true vision, to allow that vision So he says, recall a time in your life when you really felt connected. Any moment that activates a positive feeling, a vibration of love, inspiration, aliveness, and just let yourself go there. Be in it, feel it, and then breathe. And as you exhale, let the feeling expand to fill your body that is energy. I'm just going to say a few things about that. There's remarkable research going on on the planet right now. Lynn McTaggart's book, The Power of Eight, is phenomenal. The studies that are happening with groups of eight. She's put people in groups of eight for years now and recorded it. Setting an intention. And the beautiful thing is, and I mentioned it a few weeks ago or perhaps last week, but that when we're supporting another, the reciprocity of it and the love and the... And the, 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 um, the benefits for us are amazing. It's amazing because there's something that gets activated in us when we're in service to another. 
It's one of the, it's one of the, the, the ultimate in values in many of the modalities on the planet right now. The top activity is service to others. And so when we support another in their great good, we connect. What Lynn McTaggart says, people don't necessarily connect with God, they connect with one another, which as we understand is what God is. You are the divine. You are the face of God. And so it's important to be mindful of that and to connect with that infinite and also to be in relationship. And he talks about finding ways to continue to build that and so that this, this idea that of the all-in dream. So moving into that visioning process and does it bring you alive? Is it something, as Steve Sandy said to me a number of times, does it make you cry? It's so inspiring. Because that's where the juice is. That's where the beauty is. And so these simple little practices so we can figure out where the juice is. So that we can figure out who we are that we've shown up here to be and all of a sudden we realize, wow. Because once you write that down, like Catherine shared today, but they change because things awaken in us. It's just, a, it's just a shopping list. It's just a point of reference. Oh, that's right. I've come here to be this. As she mentioned, so if I can just use you as an example, would you be okay? I'm, but so Catherine said, you know, I, I realize I'm called to, to healing. And, and, and it's such a beautiful thing because you realize you see the suffering in the world. I mean, that's what happened with the Buddha. He saw all the suffering. He said, I, I, I want to help change this. And, and the most beautiful way we can do that, my experience has been, is that we continue to do our own transformation and build that capacity to be unconditional love so that when people, and people have their good opinions, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, you know, be free of other people's good opinions. How can we free our life force energy? And to define it. So this whole exercise is really around connecting with that energy. And the last one I'm going to read with you, and then we're going to... Uh, um, practice circulation is, uh, is Derek Rydell's vision statement. And as soon as I can find it, I'm going to read it to you. Here it is. So this is what Derek wrote. And I, th I find this inspiring, and I think it's so beautiful because it really defines who he's come here to be. He said, as a writer, speaker, and teacher, I create projects that hold, hold up a mirror to humanity, inspiring individuals to heal their past, awaken their full potential, and fulfill their destiny creating a world that works for everyone. And so when we hold that mirror up, which is what happens with our cue process, which, what happens with the integration process, it's transformative because it's not who we are. It's not who we've shown up here to be. You are, as Dr. Holmes would say, you are the Christ consciousness. Christ simply means where heaven and earth come together. It's not a man. They didn't start calling Jesus of Nazareth Christ till the fourth century. It means the anointed one. We are all the anointed one. We did an anointing in here one time. I don't know if you're interested in that ritual again. And I said, we're going to anoint everyone with oil. And then people were saying to me, who the hell are you to be anointing me with oil? And I said, I'm not going to be anointing you with oil. You're going to be anointing one another. So a person came up, I started it, and I said, now you anoint the next one. And so all of a sudden, the, the one that received turned around and anointed the other one, a little drop of oil and frankincense on the third eye. It was beautiful. I'm not the only guy here that's the Christ. You are too. So the second part of Derek, uh, his vision. By conducting business with honesty, integrity, enthusiasm, and generosity, I provide a safe and productive atmosphere for people to make mistakes, 
take risks, create and perform in ways that exceed their expectations and grow in ways they thought never possible. Wow, what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. And I'm sure he's probably rewritten that a few times. Do you have a vision statement like that? That's based on who you've come here to be? Intentions you've said. And if you don't, it's okay. But it's our opportunity. You know? I mean, I, 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 that's the kind of community that I want to be part of. That's alive and dynamic. Alive with transformation. To celebrate where we are because it's all okay right now. None of us have to do any of this. Become anything. Be anything different. Just be ourselves. But when we discover that being ourselves... Remarkable things can emerge. We had our two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter over for uh, Thursday and Friday night. And so I figured out that she loves Grandpa so much because Grandpa knows how to uh, work the remote controls. <laughs> That's part of it. It's a big, you know, when you want to watch uh, Pippa Pig, you've got to be able to get on the right channel, right? But what I do, and I heard John, inspired by John Cougar Mellencamp, I watched a documentary, and he's a, an old singer that a lot of us know. He doesn't like Cougar anymore. They gave the, that name to him when he was a young artist. But John Mellencamp said that for 40 years, for 40 years, his grandmother looked at him every time he saw him, every time she saw him, and said, you are the most handsome, talented, beautiful, creative, gifted person, young man that has ever lived. He said, you hear that every time your grandmother comes around for 40 years, it has an effect on you. And that inspired me. So when I sit down with Audrey, she's got an attention span of about 10 seconds, so I've got to do it in pieces. I'll say, Audrey, you know what I know about you? You are the most beautiful, intelligent, gifted, talented, incredible, and amazing young lady ever. I mean, I'm going to tell her something. Why not tell her that? And see that, where that takes you. And I told Laura one day, I said, she's going to go out in the world and people are going to project their unhealed stuff like Rumi talks about and all the great, great thinkers and, 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 and people with insight and wisdom. She's going to go out in the world and get enough people telling her who she isn't. But she ain't going to get it from me. So I'm going to tell you what. You can come and argue for the limitation all you want, but I'm not going to agree with you. Because I see the face of God. And I see beauty and possibility, to live in infinite possibility. Isn't that exciting? What can happen with a group of people that live in infinite possibility? That when the, the shadow does pop up, to immediately go to it and say, you know, we had our AGM here the other night and I got triggered. I said, I'm going to go home. I have to do a cue sheet. I'm not immune to this. I still got stuff alive in me. I, got, I had ten, 10 brothers and sisters, man. They got all kinds of triggers implanted in me. Yeah. I got one of those buttons now on my desk. You just hit it. It says, that was easy. That was easy. You go home and do your process and clean it up. So you can argue for the limitation, but I won't agree with you. Because the world's full of limitation and anger and frustration and lack. And that's what we're here to... We're here to, to, to dissolve that in ourselves. I want to be free enough and clean enough so that I can be of some value in the world. And right now, I get to do that in the, the confines of my home with this beautiful, beautiful two-and-a-half-year-old. And so how do we lift that and change that and shift that? We do it a person at a time, each and every one of us. And it's a beautiful opportunity. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of it. You are blessed, resourced, loved, pressed down and overflowing. Thank you for accepting that. Thank you for being available to that. And keep on 
keeping on being who you are and bringing your best. And so it is. Blessings.